this is websites and social media. And uh, four years ago, the last time we had the conference, um, I did a presentation called Guerrilla Marketing in the 21st Century. And it was a big hit. So uh, Grace asked me, and she and I have been working for, for many months now, putting together the whole publishing track that's going on. There's one in the morning, and there's the ones we're doing here in the afternoon. This conference is traditionally craft-oriented, but publishing has changed dramatically in this new age, so to speak. Um, and things are, as soon as you think you've got something figured out, it's gonna change. It's, it's how it goes. I've actually, I realized this a while ago, I actually have 44 years in the publishing industry. I have a long history of technology. So some of the things, uh, pretty much everything I'm gonna show you didn't cost anything, relatively speaking, nothing, except blood, sweat, and tears. And of course, you're all writers, so you're used to that. And um, I'm Matt Palomari, obviously. You guys heard me blabbing all that stuff like. And uh, this is Lisa Engel. Rise. She's my webby. And we've been working together for a number of years. She also did some amazing work um, on the Santa Barbara Writers' Conference documentary film that we made together. And it's gonna be shown at some point. But we have a long history of, of working with technology and details and making things work. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk about how my website's evolved, and then at some point I'm gonna slide it over to Lisa for a while. Um, she does some real nitty gritty stuff with website hosting and all that. And I want to invite you at any point while we're talking, if you have a burning question, go ahead and just raise your hand and we'll, so we'll keep it interactive. I like, I like interactivity, because you never know. And um, I think that's gonna work really well for this. So, um, as I mentioned, I made my living in technology from way back. Um, I went from, from tube equipment to solid state to integrated circuits to microprocessors to mini computers to mainframes, back to PCs, back to networks, and I was a corporate manager when they threw me out with um, 25 techs in 18 buildings, and we took care of the cables, the hubs, the LANs, the LANs, the routers, all of that. We took care of all of that. And the company that I worked for actually owned Network Solutions as one of our sub-companies, and, and anybody who's been around a while, Network Solutions was the original company that handed out website addresses. And the company bought them in 78 uh, for $5 million. And, and we, we were an umbrella of hundreds of companies. And um, we sold it around 96 or 97. And, and it was like less than 1% of the company. And that offset the books for like four or five years, money. And they had to spread it out over the stock options every quarter when they did the whole stock thing. And that's how much it's changed. And, I was, and we did a lot. We were doing the internet and the surfing before anybody even knew what it was. And it's changing and it's going on. So, so the background has helped me along. So anyway, originally um, in 2007, I did my first website with the help of a guy. And it was at this uh, website programming language called Drupal, which is really archaic and really clunky, it did a lot, but I mean, it was, it was like trying to figure out how to summon a demon or something. I mean, it was <laughs> horrendous. And, and I had it for maybe 10 years like that, 
And then, as I mentioned, Lisa and I have been working together for quite a while. So we, we did a trade. And um, she did my website, and I edited her book and did the full-on critique and the whole red line enchilada and all that. And we've been moving forward ever since. So um, Lisa primarily works with WordPress. Now, there's a newer one I think is kind of simple. Wix, I think it is. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, it's a good comment. But I went with WordPress because it, it's, it's versatile, and I think, it, and I don't know if it's changed much now, but it's um, maybe 70% of all the websites are done with WordPress. And I like to go with the crowd, whether I like it or not, because you want to see where the trends are going. Like back in the old days, and I'm aging myself here, when there was VHS and beta, I did my research and I thought, good and bad about both, but it's going for VHS which it did, and I went with that. And of course, as soon as I got all that figured out, they went to DVDs, and none of that mattered anymore anyway. <laughs> so that's part of it. So uh, when I was replanning everything with Lisa, I went through and I thought about how do I want to get the best bang for my buck, and how do I want to get the best exposure? And what I thought is that I want everything to eventually lead back to my website, and I have two websites my publishing website and my regular mattpalamary.com website. And I wanted to do it so that no matter where they are out in the universe, so to speak, clicking around, that they would find this and bring them to this and bring them to this. And eventually I want to lure them back to my, my webpage, especially my publishing one. But it's really a soft sell because with electronic publishing now, everybody and their mother is publishing a book. I'm sorry, but 98% of them are crap. But how do you stand out from the crowd? What can you do to get the people to go to your place and click on you? And how do you get the word to spread? How do you make things go from one to the other to lead them all back to that place? And there were a number of strategies. And I'm, and I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit. But like one of the things is it's good to have some stuff that's for free. So um, I've gotten really popular on podcasts for years now, I started. I helped start the Psychedelic Salon podcasts back in 2007. I won't get into all that. That was a whole other adventure. But it was amazing. The one thing I'll say about that is at the time, I was going to these uh, entheobotany seminars down in the Maya ruins in Palenque, Chiapas. And I was with uh, Christian Reich. He died about a year ago. He was Germany's leading expert in shamanism. He lived for three years. He was an anthropologist. He lived for three years with the Lakhandon Indians, who were the ones who lived there. And you can go through and you can do the tour and listen to the tour guides, but the Lakhandons know what's really going on. So he gave us a tour, and we got to listen to all these amazing things that you don't normally hear. And I recorded it on cassette tape. I handed it over to my buddy with the psychedelic salon. And then like six months later, he gets this excited email from this guy, and this kid was there with his iPod, taking the tour of the ruins with his hair pieces on, listening to Christian Reich talk about the realities of the ruins. So it's amazing. The other thing that's branched out for me is I've gotten into some TV and radio. So some of you may have heard of a, a show called Coast to Coast. It was originally Art Bell, now it's George Norrie. I managed to get on there. Now I've been on three times. I'm a returning guest. Every time I've been on, my book sales get bigger and bigger and bigger. But they go in bumps. It goes in fits and starts. It's not just a steady thing. You can get great exposure 
doesn't mean you've arrived, trust me. What, what, happened, what happens in the last moment? So um, when I became, the other great thing is, so, so I'm on Coast to Coast. It's the most widely listened to nighttime talk show radio in the country. The numbers have diminished because of the internet, but I had two and a half million live listeners. And then I had a friend who records it, takes out all the commercials, and I post it on my podcast site, and it's there, quote unquote, for eternity. It's out there, and people can go there and find all the lectures. I'll get into that in just a minute. Um, but it's all there. So then when I got to be a rock star on Coast to Coast, and the last one I did was last December, and right after the show, the next two days, I sold 107 books, right? In this day and age, not too bad. No, I'm not a bestseller. Uh, I'm an obsessive fool. I sell steadily, uh, not in big numbers, but I've got a fan base. And I'm my own worst enemy, and I'm a publicist nightmare because I write in a bunch of different genres. How many books are you? Number 19 and 20 are coming out. 19 just actually came out today, and 20 is coming, but I need to spread them out because you don't want to do too much too fast. You want to kind of keep them waiting. Um, but 19 is coming out. And I'll get into this a little bit too. Now, this new one that's coming out is my third short story collection. It's an ebook, it's a tree book, and it's an audiobook. And all of that, in spite of the madness that has gone into creating those, none of them really cost me anything. Maybe a few bucks for an ISBN number for the print. But all of that didn't cost me anything. And I'm using lots of stuff. And so I'm going to just touch on some of them to get an idea. Um, so this one, this, this is where I try to get every. I'm going to, let me back up. This is where, but this is Mystic Inc. Publishing, where I try to get everybody to go. But I start off with with me, and Lisa. By the way, did I said here's what I want to do, and she did all the grunt work, and I keep the content going and all that. But I have three things. I'm an author. You want to click there, it's a submenu. It'll take you to my books. There's editor, so if somebody wants some editing work, and some of you guys have worked with me on that, you can click there and get my things. And then there's Shamanic Explorer, which was all my uh, adventures in the jungle and the mountains and all of the, the weird places I go that most people don't go, both inner and outer. That's another story, but you can read my books about that. But um, each one has uh, something there, so just Go in here, Shamanic Explorer, and uh, these are uh, all of my books. Some of, there's some audio on here. There's some stuff about shamanism. If you go here to, and then there's a menu up top here. So for argument's sake, if you go to writings, here's all my books. Now this is my Matt Palomari website. But if you click just on this one, it takes you right to Mystic Inc. So there's Mystic Inc., there's the book, there's the wonderful reviews, there's a, a, a book trailer I did, which I can talk about that briefly. Um, and then there's an Amazon link, you wanna buy it directly from me, it's all right there. The other thing is, going back, back to this one. I go back to my Matt Palomari page, there's some important things that are happening here. Um, so I use, it's not as big as it used to be, but I use a press release service, free. 
And these are a bunch of interviews at the top here. And here's a whole bunch of press releases. So uh, this was the fancy expensive one when I had more money. These are all the press releases of events I've done, uh, book publications, all of those things. They're right here. And you can go right to there and get all the fancy graphics and see some of the books are highlighted here and uh, big interviews with me, things like that. It's all right there. And that PR log is free. You can get a little more coverage uh, if you spend some money with them, but I don't think it's worth it. Um, and every time, so I've done, I mentioned coast to coast because that's the biggest one. Well, after coast to coast, and especially when I was, did the third one where I sold a lot of sales, all of a sudden I get these emails. Will you be on my podcast? Hell yes. Will you be on my podcast? Hell yes, right? And will you be on my radio show? Yes. Will you be on my TV show? Hell yes. And then they record them. Me personally, I love being on everybody else's podcasts and shows. I don't, in spite of what, how I may appear, I don't like to talk about myself. I hate promoting, but I'm really good at it. But I hate it. It's always better when somebody else says you wrote a great book as opposed to yourself. Um, what was the name of the press release? The oh, th this one is uh, PR Log. Here, I'll show you very, very quickly. Um, here's PR Log. And here's the newsroom. And there's a whole uh, Mystic Inc. section. Oh, here's the author, Matthew Palomir, returns to coast to coast, right? There it is, right? Boom, boom, boom. I get to get one video in there. It's, it's the free one, it's limited. But I get the free one in there and I reach all those people. And when I'm presenting to other people or querying to be on a show, if I show them a press release, they're like, oh, this guy's doing pretty good. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so it's always better when somebody else says you're a great writer. You say you're a great writer. Sure, buddy, right? Um, the other thing is, every time you are on somebody else's podcast or show, whether it's radio or TV, there's a whole new audience that opens up. And they talk among each other. When I go back next week, I got three of them waiting for me I gotta do. If you happen to come on Friday to the podcast, uh, audiobook thing. I'll talk a lot more about that. I don't want to be on track, and I want to get Lisa up here in just a minute before I go on too long. But so, so there's the there's the free press releases, right? And that's all tied into to mattpalamary.com, and that's all tied into Mystic Inc. So all paths lead to Rome. And when they they hear me on the show, and I made my website, they go there. They can find things easy. Again, soft sell is really important. So I tell people, look, if you're cheap like me, you can get my book for you know. $2.99 is an ebook, or there's print, or if you're not literate, which a lot of the younger people are not, then I have audiobooks. And it doesn't cost anything to do an audiobook except the hard work. Yes, sir. I do now, yeah. I hired narrators. I had a couple of good ones and a couple of bad ones. And my first memoir, Spirit Matters, I had a deal with it. I was on a radio show a lot in Laguna Beach, and the studio let us use their studio. And I went up there every every Sunday for a couple of months in a hot studio, sweating my ass off, and having the guy who was producing and directing beat on me until I wanted to kill him. And we got a good book out of it. 
And then over time, with some research, with some friends, I found out how to do it on my own. But I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning because the airport starts at 6.30 and it goes to 11.30 at night. So that's the only time I can narrate. Now, you can get production deals and hire a narrator and split the royalties and let them do the work. But when you do it your own, you get that whole royalty. So it's a better thing, yeah. I think Amazon has a 50-50 with that. Yeah, that's Audible, that's Amazon. That's, that, that, that's who I use. Yeah, a, li a little bit of both. My parents were in show business, I'm a vocalist. Um, I actually had to learn how to read better because when I used to go to writing workshops, I would purposely read in a monotone. Because way back, we was in a workshop and this guy was a radio announcer and he would read and everybody thought he was the greatest writer in the world. And then I looked over his shoulder and pardon my French, but it was total shit. But boy, could he announce and, and, and enunciate. Hey, the text fell across the floor, you know, and, and, and all the women were just like, oh my God. But it wasn't happening as a, as, a, as a piece. So I had to retrain myself to be dramatic about it, and I'm getting better and better as I go. How do you do it for free? How do you do it yourself? Me? Yeah. Two, two ways. Okay, I spent, I think, 350 bucks to get the gear up front. But that also works with podcasts and the audiobooks. But once you get the MP3 file to the specifications, it costs you nothing to upload to Audible. It costs you nothing to upload an ebook. It costs you nothing to upload a tree book to Amazon KDP. If you guys see me around during the course of the week and you have more specific questions, let me know and I sit down and pick, pick you, you can have one of my two brain cells, whichever one happens to be awake at the times. At your service, there you go. I could go on quite a bit like this, but I want to give Lisa some time up here and uh, talk about some of the nitty-gritty stuff that we worked through and, you know, what, what, you, what you want to show us. Yeah. I'll go on forever. You know me. I won't stop. Well, if I get tired, I'll always oh, I can hand them. Oh, and, I, and, I, yeah. uh, and then I can go back and, and pick up on some more of this afterward. My name is Lisa Engel. You probably saw it in the program. My background, I got my master's at Cal Poly in computer-based education. So I learned about how to put together uh, educational things on the computer for elementary kids, which translated very well when <coughs> websites started coming out. And I actually did back in the mid-90s have an AOL account, but um, <laughs> um, got rid of that in the early aughts. But, uh, oh, well, this is kind of a good thing to bring up, because if you want these slides, uh, this is actually the last slide, but if you have your phone and you want to scan that QR code, that QR code actually works, or you can just go to my um, website. I'll give you my card, but the QR code on that card doesn't work anymore. I messed up on that and changed things. And But uh, these slides and a webinar I did with B, did you, have you come in yet? There she is. I did a webinar with uh, one of my clients there. Um, and uh, so you can get those two free webinars if you sign up for my email list. Uh, so, and I actually learned um, about web design and stuff first at Santa Barbara City College here. So, and I, but I had the background, and so it was a little bit easier. And um, 
Where was I going with this? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that I'm looking at him because uh, what's interesting is, and um, can you roll that up so that we get the um, definitions of um, at the beginning? There's um, definitions of hosting, and my first, one of my first web hosting providers was actually Mystic Inc. Before Matt bought the name and the publishing. So it belonged to other Santa Barbara Writer Conference people. And, um, and then since then, I did move to another hosting services, and somebody wanted me to host their website. So I'm like, oh, now I'm going to have to start. Actually, I think one of the first people was Robin Winter, uh, Robin Tiffany, who um, some of you may know. And if you don't, you should um, look her up. Uh, where it has the definitions of, uh, keep going up, uh, keep going up, uh, there you go, that's the one. Okay, so a couple of things that you uh, might want to, so first of all, who already has their website? Who, it, does anybody already have their website? Okay, great. Okay, but then who already has their domain name? Do you already have a domain name? Some people might already have a domain name. Great. Um, I always recommend that people buy their author name as their um, domain name. And I didn't necessarily do that myself the first time. I bought 90 Degrees Media because that was, uh, actually I think Angle on Writing is what the first domain name I bought. Um, but it's good because then you can tell people that what you want to think about when you get your domain name is, say you're in the grocery store at Farmer's Market and somebody says, oh, hi, I haven't seen you forever. Um, I heard you did a book, where can I find it? Oh, you can find all the information on, and you give them your domain name, and they can remember that. If it's your name, then it's easy. Um, yeah, you know, if you do go to lisaangle.com, I have that kind of as a link tree because um, I have um, uh, my website for my business where I help you write and sell your story. And um, I also have uh, the website for uh, my novel, whiskeyandoldstogies.com. And um, I bought that domain name to use it for other things too. Um, but there's links to there on, if you go to lisaangle.com, you can go to either place. Kind of like what Matt was saying as far as his publishing company, links to his author website, and his author website links to his publishing company website. But if you're gonna be an indie author or if you have a publisher, then you probably just want your, uh, your, your um, name and as your author name. And if you can't get your author name, it's like well, I brought up Robin. She had, um, she couldn't get robinwinter.com. So she ended up getting robin-winter.net, which isn't bad. They have, these days they have all sorts of, of uh, things you can, dot, you can get .co. Um, I don't recommend getting .org unless you are a, nonprofit organization or you're going to be your 
publishing is going to be part of a nonprofit organization. But dot-com is the one that everybody knows and remembers. Um, and these days, Google is your friend if they just put your name in there and maybe they don't remember how to spell your name, hopefully it will come up. They, you know, Google B. Blozer book and hopefully her website will come up. Um, but then, so that's, do, I usually tell people to go to GoDaddy is the easiest place to get your domain name. They try to sell, upsell you. That's what Network Solutions used to be. They used to sell these domain names. And I actually know somebody who got very rich early on by buying up a lot of domain names and then selling them. Uh, but I don't think that business works anymore. Uh, but I say, uh, you know, GoDaddy is probably the easiest, but don't buy anything else from them except the domain name because they try to upsell you with maybe privacy if you don't want people to sign, you know, maybe you live in a secluded place, you don't want people to know where you live or something. Um, then maybe you buy the privacy. But other than that, don't let them upsell you with anything else. Um, and then, once you have your domain name, you need hosting, which is, you know, if you start a business, you've got your business name. So that would be your domain name. And then you have to decide where you're going to have your business. Is it going to be out of your home? Is it going to be in a little strip mall? Is it going to be in an office building on State Street? So that's where you have to decide where you're going to be hosting, where people can find you. And why don't you, um, can you roll up a little bit? Let's see. Or roll down, maybe. There you go. Uh, no. Let's see. Oh, okay, yeah, here we go. Because um, you got uh, WordPress, we talked about WordPress, and Wix and Weebly and stuff. These are all the different places where you can host. Uh, there is, all, of course, there's a lot more. Maybe you've heard, um, you've seen, if you've gone to John, uh, Jane Friedman's uh, website, there's, she does a class on, um, on um, a pub site. But, um, uh, these are the most popular, like I said, WordPress is the most popular. And so that's why I selected that. I have also experienced Weebly, that's kind of clunky. And, and one thing I worked with B on is she started out, and this is a good idea that I tell people, that if you want to try to do it yourself, start with WordPress.com. And that's kind of like if you start a business and you're uh, just starting out and you don't want to necessarily rent that uh, office space on State Street, you um, do it out of your home, you do your garage. That's kind of like doing the WordPress.com. And then, but there's some things that you can't do with it. There's another slide that talks about that. Yeah, well, yeah, there's those a uh, couple of slides like that. But we can just kind of talk about, anybody had um, experience with WordPress.com? What was your experience? Well, it's, it's a blog that you 
blog, it's a blog platform. And so uh, for, C, for SEO, a blog platform is ideal. So every time you put a blog post it, and it, it SEOs your name and everything you do. So I've stayed with WordPress. I've suggested WordPress to my clients. It seems to be everything that, that we need as a writer. Well, it, and uh, that's true. And it, a blog, what's good, it, people say, well, what's the difference between, I have a blog, do I need a website? Well, a blog and a website, it's the same thing. It's a place on the internet where people can find you. And thing is that you need something, and this is something I had trouble with, with Weebly. They've worked a little bit, did it a little bit better now uh, since the last time I've used it, but you gotta have it where you can have posts. And even if you're not doing blogs, you can, you have to change the content um, a little bit every now and then, uh, even a little, little post like you put up a picture with three sentences describing it and that's a post. But if you start with WordPress.com opposed to having it hosted someplace, um, WordPress.com is their own uh, platform and it's kind of like Blogger used to be and there's, and what's good about it is it's easy for some people to just go in there and start something. And you don't even need your own domain name. You can have your, you know, your name at wordpress.com if you wanna just get in there and play. But um, if you want some of the more bells and whistles, then, and also if you want your own uh, email address with, you know, um, your name at. Did you have a question? No, when you're done, no, no I'll ask a question. Oh, okay. When you're done with that sentence, you were, I oh. <laughs> No, I was just saying that if you want your own if you want your own email address where you know you have Matt at mysticinc.com or something like that, um, then having it hosted someplace else other than WordPress.com. Because like with, with B, this is what I helped her with, is she had a lot of content, she put her content up, and she had it at wordpress.com. She actually had her domain name, and she had wordpress.com map her domain name, that's what it's called, where if you put in bblowser.com, then her website would come up. But it was hosted on wordpress.com. But then what I did is I moved it so that it was hosted on the server that I rent through a, a, a bigger company. And so I host it now. And now with the software actually hosted on a different place, it's kind of like you know, renting an office space. So now she can actually have um, people come, you know, trying to work the analogy, but uh, it's kind of the difference of having it hosted, having your office in your home versus having your office in an office. And Lisa, yeah. one of the reasons I wanted to go with you and have it hosted uh, was uh, I had been told that with WordPress.com, your, all your content on there could go away at some point. 
uh, as opposed to with WordPress.org, you you have somehow more control, or you have that can't just disappear on you. Uh, I never understood totally what uh, what that was, but uh, I'm sure you can address the the security of that you still have your content if it's on .org. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a, that's kind of a, um, you always want to back up things. And um, so no matter where it is, um, if you have it hosted by somebody uh, like me, you have to tell me, oh, can I make, make sure you have a backup of my website? Usually I try to back them up, but uh, yeah. I'm confused. <laughs> okay. Good. I used to have a business and I used GoDaddy for everything. So you're telling us we get a domain game, we get a, somebody like GoDaddy to pay them $100 a year or something to have the, a, webs, a, a way to put it on the... No. Web. And then you get WordPress to actually make the content. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, sort of, because I'm saying don't host your website at GoDaddy because they will try to sell you hosting, but I don't recommend GoDaddy for hosting. What are you using GoDaddy for? Buying the domain name. I'm saying that if you, you can buy domain names a lot of places, a lot of other places, um, but uh, I'm just saying GoDaddy is a good place to buy the domain name but not for anything else. I don't recommend hosting your website at GoDaddy. Do you need a different domain name than your name? Um, no, you don't need one. If you can find your name, if you have a name that has not been taken, um, a few years ago when I bought my myname.com, I was surprised it was, I mean, because it's not that common, but it's not that uncommon, so. Yeah, and then, yeah, there's a lot of like that. Then also you have to worry about, um, you know, they sell domain names, um, you know, they, when you're, they, you get emails saying your domain name is due. Yeah, and it's like, oh, but you don't have your domain name at that company. So you do have to be careful about that kind of things. So can we, can you talk about WordPress.org? Yeah. yeah, so that's where um, if you, um, don't want to have uh, your stuff on WordPress.com if you want more control over it. Is it still WordPress? It's still WordPress software, but it's self-hosted. It's hosted someplace else. But if you start with WordPress.com, if you want to do it yourself, if you want to learn it, if you're like, oh, I don't want to even touch the back end of my website, then don't worry about that. Um, if you, so this is where I'm talking about, is if you want to um, do your own stuff. But, so I'm just explaining the difference between if you want to, have, to be able to know how to do stuff yourself, you can start with, with WordPress.com and then, then you'll know if you hire somebody and have them uh, move you over to um, a self-hosted, which is WordPress.org, is just the place where you download the WordPress software that they use for right. WordPress.com. You still have to set up a server. Yeah, you have to have hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I get it. Yeah. 
But so then if, if um, so B, she's already had some experience with WordPress.com. So when I set up her stuff on um, uh, the WordPress.org software, then she was able to know how to log in, go in there and set up a blog post. She knows how to like change her phone number if she decides to change her phone number. Um, she knows how to put where she's gonna be speaking next and that kind of thing. So that's where it, you wanna know how to do that kind of stuff yourself. You can always go on YouTube too. And, but basically it's the domain name is where people can find you, and hosting is where the files live. It's where the content lives. So, and uh, um, no, well, WordPress.com is free unless you want to get rid of their ads, and you can have it for free if you want ads, and if you don't want if your own domain name, if you want something, your handle plus wordpress.com, then it can be free, but, yeah. There is not a prayer that I'm going to want to do this myself. How much does it cost about just a range for the services that someone who isn't good with computers would require? Well, um, you have to pay for hosting. So if you um, if you want to go with a self with a regular hosted website, not WordPress.com or Weebly. She, she wants someone to do it for. Yeah. I pay. My son did it for three free. He's thirty. I pay someone probably fifty dollars an hour who's thirty, and she's redoing my whole website right now. So you need a 30-year-old. No, you don't. That's not true. That's not true. No. Um, it helps. <laughs> so no. If you're over 60, no, you need no. a home. Lisa, can I add something to help her? To help her? Sure. Yeah. Definitely. It's like exactly around what she's saying. I think I can emote, but I'll do this and amplify. <laughs> um, so it is confusing the .com .org for you know I'm a tech savvy person and this was always hard for me to to differentiate. She's doing a really good job of discussing the differences, but I was gonna say like, is it okay for me to do a plug on Wix? Is it for people that aren't able to hire? Can I do a little? Okay, yeah, that's great. I, I, yeah, Wix. It, yeah, Wix is so, platforms, yeah. So if you and you can still hire someone to help you know you coach you on Wix. But the cool thing, there's another aspect too, is if you hire someone to create a WordPress.com site, it may still be, and you can speak to this more, it may still be a little complicated too to update it, because I don't find it a user-friendly, I know you've been using it a long time. Wix is very easy for me intuitively, like you can move, and Squarespace is equivalent to Wix, and it does very good in the SEO. So you also wanna be thinking about long longevity of your site, and if you're continually posting blogs, Find out from your web designer if it's Lisa or someone else, like how you can um, update it, or if you want to do something that is more like Wix or, or Squarespace. So, is that okay what I said? Yeah, no, okay, that's cool. That's cool. wonderful. So, so that's great, great plug for Wix and also for Squarespace because um, 
because, and I think you could hire Rachel if you um, decide you want to go with Wix and learn that or just have her do it for you. And also there's Squarespace, which is very good. The conference's website is done on Squarespace. So if you are interested in doing Squarespace, you could talk to Grace um, and uh, find out who works with that. or Because those systems are ones that are easier to do and WordPress.com is easier to do. But then if you want to have something installed and have more options, I'm saying this is what WordPress is good with is it's got the more options. And if you uh, have a hosted website other than these, um, uh, uh, WordPress.com and Wix and stuff, it's easier to get your own uh, email address and that kind of thing. You know what, you got way away from my question. Can I get an answer? I, that was my bad. No, no, <laughs> I, 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 it bounced around a lot. Yeah. Well, I want to know. Oh, how much? Yeah. Good question. Oh, okay. I, Sorry. Wait a yeah. <laughs> well, those are all very, very quick questions. So, yeah, so then, if you have follow-up questions, let me know. But first of all, okay, so. Um, so if you hire somebody, um, it, it, you have to pay for the hosting, and that is about 100 to $150 a year, or you can, some people pay monthly. But um, so you pay yearly for your, for your space that you have where it's hosted, and you pay for your domain name. I usually can, I usually pay like what, $90 to get it for five years for a domain name. And then, because you want to get your domain name for as long as you can. I mean, if you think you might change it or something, you might get just get it for a year. But if you know you want your name, uh, I'd get it for five years because search engines can tell if you've had your domain name and how long you have it for. You, because it's because it, yeah, digital real estate. Because it's you have to have it. I mean, somebody else might have your name, yourname.com, and they've already bought it. So it's a, the dot com. It's 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 registered. It's like registering your your business name. So it's like it's a brand. It's all about branding. And you're chomping at the bit. Yeah, finish up your drawing, and I'll step in. And then to have somebody um, build a website for you, uh, say on WordPress.com, um, I charge like, I'd say $500 for uh, usual websites. I mean, if you say you only want one page, you only have one, one book and you want to do it cheaper, then we can work things out. Uh, every person is different. Uh, every designer is different. Um, The domain name, I I got, um, I usually get them for five years for $90. So they're about, <coughs> about $20, $30 a year if you buy them just by the year. Okay. But that's where um, you, can, uh, you can do some research on that. But of course, once, if you put it in GoDaddy, you might get some emails saying, oh, we can sell you this. Ignore those, just go with they uh, ignore the upselling and um, 
and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So I want to show you some strategies along the freebie things of how you can really get some good activity. In terms of the nitty-gritty of the hosting and all that, I pay Lisa to do it. I'm a techie, but I don't want to be doing that. I want to write. So she does the nitty-gritty. I supply the content. I figure things out. Every once in a while, I call her in a panic. Lisa, I just screwed this up. How do I fix it? But um, it goes along like that. Now, up here on the screen, I have a site called MailChimp. Mm -hmm. It's a mail program. Guess how much it costs? Nothing. Yeah, if you get way up there, you'll pay. But if you're making that much money, it's worth it. But I mean, it doesn't cost me anything. So on my business cards, it, all it says is, is Matthew J. Palomary, author, editor, shamanic explorer. That's it. Because like when I do a coast-to-coast -coast show, I get the kooks trying to call me. And you know, my dog's reincarnated as a snake. And you know, how do I handle that? Because the demons are coming. And you know, I don't want to really talk to those people. Uh, not that I don't love them, but one of the um, among some other really great things that that goes on here is um, let me find myself again. Where did I go? Uh, I'll just start all over again. So when you go to my website, and I, uh, what I tell when I go to parties and oh you're a writer and la la la, what I always tell people is all you have to do is Google my name. The first thing that comes up is my website. And then if they go to my website and they poke around, they'll find a, uh, a place, contact. If they put in their emailing address, it emails me. I get their address. Then I get MailChimp. And then I send out bigger emails. Every time I do an event, if I do a speaking gig or, or some sort of performance, we have a sign-up sheet there. People put there and you start to build the mailing list and it starts to get around. Now, you want to create your own mini web, like I mentioned earlier, about all paths kind of lead to Rome. So, uh, among other things, one of the things I did here. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. I just wanted to clarify, you're not putting your people that just send one email in your subscriber list, right? I just wanted you to make sure that. No, I do, but they can unsubscribe if they want. Okay, all right. No, 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 I want them to be able to find me. So I'm not gonna show you this whole video, but I just wanna show you very quickly, this is a, the, the main video that when you go to Mystic Inc., not that one. When you go to Mystic Inc., you get this video, comes up, talks about Mystic Inc., spooky music, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll just show you one or two transitions here. Cause I write, I write all over the map. I'm a publicist nightmare. But they come up, they get to read it, leave it up there long enough, and then it starts going through the books. You know how much it cost me to make that video? Free. Free? Windows, Windows Movie Maker. The learning curve was a little steep. But now, what used to take me a couple of days, I can crank out in a couple of hours. I keep them under two minutes. Um, today, in this modern 21st century, I call it attention span theater. Because a lot of these young people don't read. And then, if they hear me on a podcast, I tell them, well, you really want to find about it. I got it here, and guess what? It's an audio book, too, right? 
So when they, uh, they go in, they can find that if you, if you, if you want to get creative. I'm sorry? Oh, uh, Windows Movie Maker. And it, and it comes with Windows. And I'm sure there's a Mac version that has a name. I, Yeah. So then, just going back to my website here for a minute, I have media, and I have audio and video and photos, and my, my novel was turned into an amazing stage show, so there's a whole thing on that there. But if you go to audio, these are all different shows and podcasts, radio shows, stuff I've been on. And then you go to video. When you go to video, come on, here it is. This is my website. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can do all this. These are all the. Um, these are all a bunch of the shows that I did that were done also as video, and I posted them on YouTube. And guess what? They're all here on the Mystic Inc. YouTube site. If it's going to show up. This is uh, YouTube, and it's Mystic Inc. Publishing. And I know I'm, 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 I'm being um, redundant on purpose, but guess how much this cost? <laughs> Nothing. I got a bunch of videos I made. I got ones that were on different shows. This was a TV show, a radio show. They're all right there, and they're accessible. Well, I'm not a normal author, but that's a whole other story, okay? But this is a pretty sophisticated thing, even looking at very successful websites of authors. And if you build it one step at a time and one leg at a time, and you connect everything in different ways, and you think, think it through in the beginning, all paths lead to Rome, and you get them back to the site where there's your book, that's the whole goal. But it's a soft sell. Yeah, absolutely. And I get people, they, they, they hear me on a, a podcast and they start looking me up right away and all of a sudden I've got more subscribers coming up. Can't it, you just link to YouTube? So let's talk about content a bit here because um, I have actually uh, talked to some authors. It's like, oh, I need a website. My book's coming out. Um, can you do a website for me? And I said, okay, send me, send me photos, send me, you know, uh, let's get some content. Oh, I see you have some video of this. I see, you know, uh, put it on uh, YouTube. Oh, well, I have it on DVD. And I never get anything. And then they move on and they decide to do something else. But uh, so this is the thing is content is queen or king, um, whatever you want. Um, I don't know if there's a non-binary non for king, queen, but, <laughs> but you need content and that's where things are getting so much easier these days. Uh, YouTube is great and you want to try to um, embed your videos on your website or at least put links to your YouTube videos on your website because guess what? YouTube is owned by Google. And how many people do you think go to Google to try to find things? 
and it, <laughs> and that why do you think it I don't know if it's made it into the dictionary yet but you know searching for something is uh, Google has become a synonym for searching these days so you want to make Google happy so that your website's found and by linking to YouTube which gets them Google their parent company a lot of advertising dollars then that makes them happy so that's where using YouTube uh, helps people find your website. And the more content you have out there is better. You, you can build your YouTube channel, you put it on your website, your website has content. And you got so many great things these days. Um, I actually was using Zoom actually in 2019, but um, now everybody knows about it and uses it. And even if you're not 30, you know how to use Zoom because you had to learn how to use it. And uh, so, and it's great. So now I have uh, actually started my own podcast. I use Zoom, it's easy. I just have to pay that um, yearly or monthly charge. Uh, it's $15, I think, for a month. And I can interview my guests over Zoom, just they, I just have to hit record, and then it's on the internet, Is and I just download the video, rip the audio, and you got a podcast, or you can cut uh, little short videos out of it and upload it to YouTube, upload it to Instagram, upload it to TikTok, uh, Facebook, upload it to Facebook. So you've got content there, or just use Zoom to record yourself reading your short story, reading your book, or giving your pitch about your book, or giving a book review about somebody else's book. You can use, um, or if you want, don't want to use Zoom, you can just use your own phone, or your iPad, or your laptop's camera. Record a video, upload it to even if you don't want to have a YouTube account, you hate Google, fine. Upload it to Facebook. If you hate Facebook and Google, I don't know where you want to do, but. Could you talk about Instagram? What do you want to know? Well, I, I, I hardly ever look at Facebook anymore. And uh, Instagram is much faster. You can follow people. It gives you, you know, you can record things on there too. You can do live Instagram, you can, do, you can do live Facebook, you can do live Instagram. That's very good to know. Um, and I've heard people say that they've, oh, I'm not gonna worry with Instagram because um, I get much more traffic uh, from Facebook. Well, you might get a lot of traffic from Facebook, maybe you have a lot of Facebook friends. But if you know how to work um, Instagram, especially if you can make little short videos. And if you want advice about how to do that, that little lady um, with a big personality, <laughs> talk to B. She's been doing a great job with TikTok and Instagram. And you know maybe you don't like one or the other, but short videos can just be so fun. And um, check out some of the, the uh, B Blowsers, check out some of her videos that she's done on TikTok. And I said, you've already made them for TikTok. They're on your phone. Upload them to Instagram. Yeah. 
and now she's doing that, so you can find her there too. Uh, and you can reuse that content. So, uh, like Matt has been telling us, you reuse, 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 recycle, you know? Um, you have videos you made for TikTok, make sure you put them on Instagram too. And link it so that your Instagram automatically goes to Facebook. But, Well, then you can hire a 30-year-old <laughs> or a 50-something-year-old and just uh, hire them just maybe for one hour just to show you, well, okay, once it's linked, then you just have to toggle a button on and off or just leave it on if you want things to automatically go. But, can I add something as far as Instagram? Oh, yes. And this is, and actually, um, um, well, I don't, I don't okay. know who's recording and who's listening, oh, but right. yeah. Audio. Good one. Lisa's yeah. amazing. She records and does but, videos. But so. you've given me so, some yeah. great advice about, I quote you, uh, about Instagram advice. So really? Thank well, you. you're a professional photographer. We've been friends a long, long time. What I wanted to say about Instagram to feed into what Lisa's saying is a really cool thing is that Instagram and Facebook are both connected. They're owned by the same company. So when you post on Instagram, and you release it to Facebook, it actually boosts on the algorithm, on the newsfeed. And I'll do experiments where I'll post something I, individually on Instagram, individually on Facebook, but then do it from Instagram to Facebook, and it will go up higher. Um, the other thing, too, is I won't schedule it for the same time, because there are ideal time windows for posting that are different on Instagram and Facebook, if you want to get granular with it. But you can also post from TikTok to Instagram. I'm just saying it can it does like serve you if you are interested in Instagram to do Facebook and Instagram because you'll find certain things will get better traction on one platform than the other, and having them connected will help you in the algorithm. And do you so, do you yeah. have you do you find that that still you actually I've been telling people this for a while. So yeah. Does that still work? I, you know, that's interesting because um, the, I'm guessing the reason why you're asking is, is there all, it's very frustrating because it's like there's this curtain and there's a wizard behind the curtain, you know, and they change the rules all the time. So recently, I don't know. I have, I've been like, I haven't been as consistent on Instagram. And I've noticed now you can do it the opposite way. So I need to experiment more with it do from you, Facebook to Instagram. So, do yeah. You use just, do you just use, um, the, uh, individual, the apps or yeah. The websites, or do you use Meta Business Suite? I, I don't. I, I don't. I'm just like, oh, when I Meta Business Suite is what connects the two platforms and business profiles. And when I look at it, it's just kind of overwhelming to me, and it's another thing to learn. Yeah. So I'm really like a control freak around timing of stuff. So I will do it at a perfect time on Instagram, then I release it to Facebook later. And what do so, you find are the best uh, the yeah. best times to, to post? It depends. Like, you want to Google. It depends on what time zone you're in. So we're on the West Coast. You want to think about where most of your followers are. And then you can Google, okay, what's the... I'm, I know you know this. I'm telling you all this. Google what's the best time to post on Facebook and experiment with it. You know, if you have a business account, you can look at the analytics to see. But I know that if we get too granular, you're all going to just feel really overwhelmed. <laughs> it can be very, very fun. And when Lisa was saying that something was a king and queen, 
video is really king and queen. Video is everything and graphics and there are amazing book communities on Instagram and TikTok as well. So thank you. Yes, definitely. Definitely the royal, um, the royal equivalent is the, the video because uh, short videos on... Short is everything. Well, it has to be less than 90 seconds to be on, I think TikTok's longer, but Instagram Reels. Last I checked, it was 90 seconds for Instagram Reels. You can do longer if you're doing it live. Say, um, you know, Matt and I wanted to do this live on Instagram. We, or Facebook, we could. But, um, uh, but I took a little segment of him talking. I can cut it down. If it's two minutes, I'll just cut it down. It's easy to do on my iPhone. Uh, just chop it off, make it 90 seconds. Put it up as a reel on Instagram. So, and those are, I've, built, I've been doing this now. This, not very much, but I have been putting reels on Instagram and it has been building my following. So, that is true. my toes in the TikTok waters because I have hated uh, trying to do social media up until this. And she's not 30. And <laughs> no. 85. Um, but um, I don't know if I did this the way that you taught me, but um, when I've transferred those to Instagram, I've been putting it as a reel. Is that, yeah. was that what yeah. I was supposed to do? Yeah. Good job on that. Yeah. And what a great example of somebody who's oh, doing that when, yes. when, against age stereotypes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Don't have to be a millennial or a Zen yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and how uh, do you find it easy to do the the videos? Yes, uh, I had uh, two or three years ago. I had started trying to do the uh, YouTube videos. And I went out and I bought ring lights and I Googled oh. all about the color I should wear and the, <laughs> the, and the lighting, uh, the ring lights would reflect in my glasses. And, that, and then I was told I needed a better microphone and I was overthinking all of it. And so, you know, it just kind of fizzled. I didn't continue. With TikTok, it is so spontaneous. And so it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I'll just grab my phone and, and go do a quick little 15 second or 30 second video here. And um, it's, it's just, I'm finally, finally having fun. That is so cool. <laughs> That's such a good testimony. The first fun thing I've done since the writing. Wow. The writing is always the best part. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. So one of the ideas about this is the more places you are, the more you get an opportunity to be discovered. And if you tie everything together, so one thing leads to another, to another, to another, and all paths lead to Rome, that's what you're after. You're after the book sale. That's the game. Uh, as a little aside, when I, was, when I had really big exposure on the radio stuff, not only did I sell my latest book, many copies, but my backlist, I kicked up. So when you develop more and more books and people discover you 
oh, I like that book. What else this person got? And they go and they find all these other ones. You start to get a fan base. But it's not easy. It's really, really hard work. And I'm still aspiring to be an overnight success after 45 years. So I just want to, uh, I want to touch up. We're getting toward the end here. But there's a couple more things I want to touch on uh, really briefly. And one of them is, this is Captivate. This is a podcast website. Guess how much it costs? And what I did when, when Lisa and I were working on the film together, I got some of the old lectures from the Santa Barbara Writers Conference from back in the 80s and 90s. And I, I actually wore out an MP3 cassette player converter. I, I, I broke it because I went through all, a bunch of them. And if anybody been on the Santa Barbara Writers uh, website and Facebook there, I post them periodically. You get to hear Sue Grafton. You, you get to hear Ray Bradbury, right? So this is one of those things where you're, they're coming to you and they're getting some things for free, like the podcasts. This is my podcast, but I don't interview people on this one, but I'll put some of my interviews on there. So hey, look, here's Fanny Flagg and there's, and there's Ray Bradbury and, and all these people. And oh, oh, look at this, there's Matt Palomary. Wow, hey, he's right above Gail Lentz. And uh, you know, he's up there with Ray Bradbury. So I snuck myself in, you know. Again, soft sell. They're looking at the other stuff, but there I am. And I, you know, there's other ones. There's this Night Dream talk show radio that I did. Snuck that in there, yeah. you know, when they weren't looking. The one thing I wanted to make sure I didn't miss um, is, I've, you guys ever heard of Flipboard? It's a, it's, technically, it's a news aggregator is what they call it. You can create your own spot on Flipboard. And then you can go to different websites and you can put a little uh, menu thing at the top and you click flip it. And it puts it, it puts it right into there. So I started one some time ago on shamanism. And oh look, uh, there's this original psychotherapist for shamans and priests. Oh okay, oh look, Matt Palomary, Connecting Minds podcast. Oh wow. And then cross-cultural shamanism. Oh look, Matt Palomary, the golden mean. And then the flight of the shaman and Sami shamanism and, and the Vikings and ancient shamans tripping and all this. And then down in there along the way, I'm not going to go into all of them, but the, my things are, are interspersed in there. So people aren't going to say, oh, this is just all about him, even though underneath it all kind of is. Um, they can come here and they can find the articles. And you can get people to contribute um, and add to it and some of your own stuff. And then when they log on, they get this thing. The other amazing thing about this Captivate, that's just uh, Flipboard. The other amazing thing about this Captivate, when I post on this one, it also goes to Apple Podcasts and, and a bunch of other ones. It's automatically posted up there. I think it's even on Amazon. All from this one place. All for nothing. You know? Yes, ma'am. These are podcasts that I have done. I'm really popular on other podcasts, um, especially with younger people, and especially when it comes to altered states and psychedelic experiences. So you list uh, links to podcasts 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, like I was mentioning, the big one is the the um, uh, coast to coast. And I got this guy who he religiously listens to it and he records the whole thing and then he takes out all the commercials. And then he gives me that file and then I put it up here. And I go to all the writing groups and different groups that are relevant on Facebook and I post it. And every time you get discovered in one place, there's an opportunity for the rest of your work to be discovered. Every time you're on a new podcast or a new show, there's a whole new audience that may not know about you. And you have to build like that. And it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, yeah. In the morning uh, workshop, I had a question about Amazon versus Ingram. Um, do you self-publish or do you have to I have my own thing. I am my own. I'm everything. So what, what's your question? Well, I don't know. Well, Yeah, the, the brick and mortar. Yeah, they'll get you into that, but it's going to cost you more. Actually, they changed it. Did they? So that, see, now my thing is, I already have a book. I went to go update. I found a couple of things um, uh, where I was proof listening to my audiobook. I found a couple of things I needed to to correct, and so I wanted to upload a new file to Ingram. They're going to charge me fifty bucks. Mm -hmm. So, but now if you have a brand new project that you want to upload, you can you can get up there for free. They're trying to come because Amazon's a big competitor. Yeah. I got books, copies of my books printed through Amazon author copies, and then I also got some from Ingram. I just liked the way it was printed by Amazon better. Hmm. Yeah, there's there there are lots of options. And then when one thing catches on, and then you'll get four more competitors will pop up. But the whole electronic publishing thing with the e-books and the tree books and the audio books really makes a difference. Because young people, they like the audio books. A lot of people like to listen to them on the way to work. And I got really lazy in, in past recent years. But no matter what, your last edit, you should read your work aloud, a whole novel. You really should. You'll catch things, you, you, and one of the great things about hearing the workshops and reading critique is you're hearing, hearing yourself read or somebody else read, and you can hear what's going on. So now I've combined it, and, and so my audiobook narration is my final edit. And it's more work, um, extra blood, sweat, and tears, but like I said, this one that just came out today, it's an e-book, it's a tree book, it's an audio book. And then, a print book, print book. A book is printed, you have to murder trees to put out a print book. Oh, so you call them a tree book? A tree book, yeah. E-book, tree book, audio book. E-book, electronic book. Kindle, yeah. And, and you know, people go, oh, I don't have any money. Well, you know, the Kindle's only three bucks. Come on, help a brother out here, right? <laughs> Are you that cheap? And then, of course, uh, if I get approached to do a podcast or a big show, I'll send them the PDF of the book so they got it ahead of time if they want to read it. And sometimes they want a print book. I'll give, I'll give them whatever they want to get on the show. But again, 
you get hurt on one podcast, and that's, you know, I mean, I was on the, since, since the Coast to Coast show, I've probably had a dozen new podcasts who I hadn't heard of. Some of them have bigger audiences, but um, it's a, just a whole new audience. It's a whole new exposure to something that people may not have. And then you have to really, like, like for me, like I said, I'm my own worst enemy. Shamanism underlies everything that I do, but I, I write novels, short stories. I got fiction, I got memoirs, I got a historical novel, I got horror novels, I got science fiction novels, right? I'm all over the map. So some of the things that I do when I post is I target specific groups. Like there are specific audiobook groups on Facebook. Audiobooks only, well here you go. And you know, usually you have to post more than once. So I'll announce the book's coming out. Then I'll announce, here's the book. And then I'll wait a while and then I'll, here's the video, by the way. And if you do a good job with the video that gets attention, people are gonna go, oh, I kind of like that, you know? And do it forward. And of course, the more you do it, the better you get at it. So, you know, it's the World Wide Web. And we're like, fishermen and fisherwomen, we're casting the nets. And the bigger your net is, the bigger your web is, the more opportunity you get of snagging a fish. And you want to get the fish all back to all paths lead to Rome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you still publish through Amazon. Yeah. Then the bookstores can order it, can't they? Yeah, well, that's see, what I do is I, I'm Mystic Publishing. So when I go on to Amazon and I use KDP, I buy my own ISBN numbers and I have Mystic Inc. on the logo on the cover, on the spine, in the back of the book. And it doesn't come out as an Amazon book, it comes out as a Mystic Inc. publishing book. Speak. Um, so you do want to get ISBN of your own. You're correct about vouchers. The reason you don't want to depend on only publishing with Amazon is no book, do never, ever, ever, when you upload to KDP, click on expanded distribution through Amazon because you will kind of screw yourself because bookstores don't want to buy from one of the biggest competitors that they have. So that's why you want to use something like Ingram Spark or Draft to Digital. So you get distribution beyond Amazon. Do not rely on Amazon to Yeah, and there's an interesting thing that recently happened with COVID. Because I, was, I do a lot of book sales when I lecture, when I go places and do public events and speaking and book signings and all those wonderful writer things. But all that dried up when COVID hit. Gone. So I really started leaning more and more and more uh, into the electronic publishing. And uh, right now, I'm probably 67% audiobooks and stuff, and the other 33%, mostly older people like the print books. I like the print books. I prefer them. But um, COVID sort of forced a hand with that, with the electronic distribution stuff, and it's changing. Things are recovering in a weird way, just like everything else. But COVID really drove things, because people were sitting at home, and they could click and order what they want. So anyway, we're almost out of time, but I want to give Lisa on last uh, pop. I'm sorry? Three. Does it say 3.30, really? Yeah, you can go another hour. Oh, I'll go on forever, hell. <laughs> There's a question over here. 
We're here. Lane? Yeah. <coughs> when you order books, this is a stupid question. No stupid question, no such thing. When you order books, where do you put them? <laughs> you want to hear a really horror story? You want to hear a horror story for sure? Okay. My Land Without Evil came out traditionally published in hardcover. And I did a New England book tour, and I did a Southern California book tour. My opening book signing, first day, 350 books. I was tearing it up. I was on a good roll. And then 9-11 hit. And publishing stopped. And bigger name writer friends of mine were on tour, got pulled back, and everything stopped. And then all of a sudden, the bookstores started sending back the returns. Now, I recently, in the past 10 or 15 years, went through some rough times financially. And I went from, this is a sob story, I went from owning two houses to living in my car. And all those books, new ones that didn't get out, it ended up dying mid-vine, were in storage. So I recently got out and got a nice one-bedroom apartment with a walk-in closet. Well, the decor, I call it early American book box. I got boxes stacked here, and then I got these tapestries over them, and you turn around there, and there's a whole other thing that looks like some kind of a cabinet thing. It's all books, and there's a tapestry over that, and I put doodads on top of it, and I got a thing. I got a bed that, that, that's 18 inches high off the ground, so I got boxes stuffed under there, right? Because I got stuck in the middle. And then when I did my memoir, I got, thought I got smarter, and I ordered um, a bit less. But that was when the e-books were starting to come in, and Amazon started taking off, and all of those things. And so I ended up with more inventory there. So now, when I have a book done on KDP, I'll typically get six to ten copies for stock that I keep in my car. And when I'm doing events, I got them, and, and I, you know, and I watch inventory. And Lisa set me up on Mystic Inc. Publishing with Square and Stripe, so when people buy from me, it automatically costs my inventory for me. And it, it's also on my phone. And they just came out with a new thing. I just did a book fair a couple weeks ago. They can tap their credit card to my phone now to buy my book, and it'll send them a receipt to their email. So the, the point is that technology is shifting and changing, and you gotta kinda ride the wave and you gotta be flexible, and you, and you may be me, me being caught up in technology and 9-11 and all that stuff. I ended up stuck with all this uh, inventory. But I'm not gonna throw it out. I'm cheap and I'm stubborn and those are my babies and I killed myself writing them and publishing them and blah, 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 so. So when you go to a book signing, you don't take a lot of books with you? I take what I think it's gonna be because some of them are different. Some events I do really well. Some of them I sell a few. I did that book festival two weeks ago and I sold two books. And I think I sold uh, two books more than a lot of the people that were there, right? So you gotta figure out what it's gonna be like. You know, I do good at the conferences because I get to be a rock star and workshop leader and blah, blah, all that. But um, if I go to a writing club and I know, and if I know I have a captive audience, I did a museum tour some years back with some Amazonian artists, did really good there. Museum's a different kind of a venue as opposed to a bookstore. So you just gotta figure out what you think it's gonna be. And then 
you know, you're there and you're doing it, and then one of your titles runs out and people are still looking for it, and you're like, damn, okay, great, I sold out, but damn, I don't have any more books for that person who, who wants more. So, um, but you want to sell direct because if they go through Amazon and Yeah, but they also take care of shipping and returns and all the rest of it. Because now when I get an order, I gotta pack up the things, I gotta buy the shipping stuff, put it on the boxes, I gotta go to the post office, I gotta pay the postage. But if you're doing a, a speaking engagement. I just bring them, you know, and then I do it on consignment. Um, or if they're like writer's clubs, they don't even ask for consignment. They're like, here's your book, sell your books, great, knock yourself out like that. Um, but again, things are shifting, not only with technology, but with stuff like COVID that has forced us more into the electronic realm. And the beauty of the print-on-demand, which they call POD, is that you don't have to hang on to a lot of inventory. I'm just stuck because I got old school stuff and um, legacy stuff. And, um, and I'm doing less. They do make great gifts. Um, when I moved into my neighborhood and I, I warned my neighbors, I said, I'm a weirdo, I, you're not gonna see much of me, don't worry, I'm not dead, um, but I'm a writer. And I gifted them copies of the, the book. It's a beautiful hardcover. Yeah. I got a bunch of new fans. They signed up for my emailing list. I love that, oh, I'm gonna get this book. Yeah. Yes, and they don't bug me, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but sort of the point, one of the things I'm saying is you've got to really know your genre where you are. If you're writing memoir, you want to be targeted toward memoir. You don't want to, I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but you don't want to take your memoir and post it in a romance writing group. They don't care. Yeah, and, and this is one of my own little funny jokes. You don't want to necessarily submit a horror novel to a romance writer's group, although if you really think about it, horror and romance, what's the difference? Right? That's a whole other thing, right? But the more places you are, the more you have a chance of being discovered, and the more books you have as you grow your, your list, your backlist, the more chances people are gonna discover and read and get more and more and more, and it's, it's a slow grind, it's not easy, and as I mentioned when we started out, Everybody and their mother's publishing a book these days, and probably 90% of them don't know what they're doing, and you're competing. And even considering cover design, you gotta think really hard about contrast. How's it gonna look as a thumbnail? I, I got into an argument with one of my clients, they wouldn't listen to me, because I said, you really need to do this and it needs to pop this way. Why? Because it's gonna be a thumbnail, and you gotta get people's attention. And of course, when everybody's trying to get your attention and flashing around and all that, then you just can zone out anyway. You know, so you gotta really give it a lot of thought about how it's gonna be seen and uh, how it's gonna be taken, how it's gonna be perceived and who is your target audience. So you gotta think really hard about that. Like I said, for me, I'm a cast of thousands. I'm, I'm horror, you, I'm a horror writer. Sure. Yeah, I'm a science fiction writer. Yeah, I'm a shamanism. Yeah, memoir, yeah, no, I do that too. Yeah, historical, yeah, I do, you know. I'm all over it, and I'm doing some here and some here and some there, but who knows, maybe if I stuck to one genre, I would really get this thing, but I don't really care because I write because I love it, and I'm at the point now where I can't stop doing it, and one of my favorite quotes, they asked this poet guy, why do you write, and he said, I write because it's the thing that I do that keeps me from going down the street and throwing hand grenades in people's faces. That's a pretty good one, I like that. 
Um, let me put you back up to baton. You have some more to add? Well, I can tell you, uh, um, just I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's like, um, you, you know, we were talking earlier about, um, you know, the people, if you search your name for a domain name, people, you, know, you get all these sales things, or if your domain is up for renewal, you'll get emails from other companies wanting you to, and their scams are out there all over the place. I was just getting all these multiple texts and emails from a client who uh, got these this warning from uh, Facebook uh, saying that his page was going to be shut down. But then when I'm in Facebook and I am on the page, I'm a page admin, um, I go to find out more. It wants me to log in. Well, wait a minute, I'm already logged in. So I think it's a scam they're trying to to get your... So there's scams all over the place. And then you see people are getting, uh, you know, you get a friend request from somebody and you say, well, I was already, I'm already friends with that person. What, did they unfriend me and they want to friend me back? Well, no, it's probably a clone. It's not that that person got their password stolen. It's that somebody went in and copied their, their photos, saved because you can just click on the photo and save it. And they just created a new account to make it look like that person's account. And because they want a friend, they're all of their friends, and then they can put ads on their page and that kind of thing. So there's scams, all sorts of scams out there. So you just have to take things with a grain of salt and, and just keep your eyes open. So, but. You have more, yeah? I tell people to um, to link to Amazon for on their website to sell their books. Usually, I mean, you can set it up so that um, I mean, and that's one of the things that uh, is easier to do through um, if you have your own website than if you're uh, linked into one of these Wix or or, or uh, you can do it, but and also. Uh, you have to have, there's things that you have to, it's, it's on there somewhere where things that you have to have, but you have to have a good bio. I've got tips on my website on how to write your author bio. Um, you, you have to have a good headshot. Um, that's something you could probably talk to Rachel about. Um, she's done all of mine. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, and um, it, you have to have content. And like I said, and you have to have a sign up where people, even if you don't plan to send out a lot of emails, you have to have a way for people to give you their email address. You have to build your list. And like Matt showed you, you can have MailChimp. And, uh, if, and I think it's harder if you have one of these, uh, WordPress.com or Squarespace, but um, you have to have a way for people to sign up for that on your website so that if you decide, well, gee, I'm actually going to do two book signings next month, let me send out an announcement. So you'll have that when you want it. And it's free up to a 1,000 people on MailChimp or MailerLite. I like MailerLite. Some people like ConnectKit. Some people like other things. but. Right now, um, I've heard the best things about MailerLite, and I've been using that the most. But uh, Lisa, um, MailChimp just went, uh, lowered it. I had 
because I had all these fake things that had gone on there, and now it's, uh, I think it's 500. Oh, so now if you sign up for MailChimp, it's only 500. Right. Oh. So, but there's MailerLite. That's um, the one I recommend. Um, and I know um, I'll be around if anybody has any questions. I'm not saying, I'm not doing an advertisement to have you hire me to work on your website. I'd rather have you hire me to do developmentally, uh, developmental editing. But um, if you have questions or want to talk, um, or if you need a pen, anybody who wants a free pen, I've got free pens, and I've got uh, my contact information. And I, you know, I only live a mile and a half from here, so you can um, um, let me know if you want to uh, chat anytime this week or anything like that. So I just want to touch on, uh, as my sister calls it, flake book. Because there are, uh, I hate to say it, I have a love-hate relationship with it, but I sell a lot of books through it. And there are numerous groups. So, so th this, this is my personal page. I got some conference stuff up here. A lot of my, my fans like to come and see what I'm doing. I have a, a nephew who's a video game rock star. He's like top three guys in the world for this game called Counter-Strike. And... Uh, he called me one day, hey, Uncle Matt, I'm in town, let's go get some coffee. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's go, man. So we get some coffee, and he goes, well, let's, let's take a selfie. So he takes a selfie, and he posts it to his fans. And they were going nuts. And he's like, yeah, they, really, they like to see what you're doing in your everyday life. They really get a kick out of it, and it makes them feel connected. So um, following his lead, I do some of that. I can't tell you, it's embarrassing how much money he's making. But so this is my regular site. Um, then there's the Matthew J. Palomary one. So that's the writer one. So I don't put as much personal stuff on there, but I put, you know, this is the writer's conference. Um, that's one of my favorite pictures that John Lowell did when he gave me, put me on my throne with the pens. I love that one. <laughs> Rachel's up front. She took the picture, by the way. This is an interview with Grace. This is my keyboard with the things, you know, my new book coming out. This is all the writer stuff. And then, um, I was talking about different genres and targeting your audience and all that. So I have this book called Holographic Cosmic Man. And it's big um, with the sacred geometry crowd and, and the psychedelic people like it. So I set up another page for that, just for that. And it's connected with all the sacred geometry sites and stuff. And then um, when you go through all of it, like in this case, back to my regular page, and then groups. I'm probably in, oh yeah, there's Alice, she's cute. Anyway, uh, there's probably 300 groups. So I paste, I, I'll post the sacred geometry to the sacred geometry groups, the audio books to the audio book groups. There are horror groups, there, anything you're writing. There's historical fiction groups. So I target those audiences with those particular genres for me. Again, I have many. But if you guys, whatever your specialty is, music or whatever you want to target, those are the ones you want to target. Because those are the ones you're gonna read and buy your book. And you'll get a good response. In the beginning, yes sir? Do you just join the group and then just start posting content? Or do you, uh, yeah, sometimes they question you, sometimes they ask you, um, sometimes they love you because they're looking for content too. But, but you, it's not about, sell, buy my book, buy my book. Exactly, book. you just took the word right out of my mouth. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love the soft sell. Oh, by the way, 
here's my new book. Oh, by the way, they really liked it on Coast to Coast. Here's what they said, and here's the podcast if you want to hear it. And if you want to find out more, you can go here. I'm sort of reiterating a point, reiterating a point I made earlier, and that is that you want to have them come to find your stuff to buy, but you want to give them lots of freebies along the way, so you're not coming across as, buy my book, buy my book. You're coming across as you're contributing to the content because everybody needs content. You know, you see people, they don't have anything to do, they don't know what to do, but they can, you know, they're posting their cat, you know, because they really want to say something, but they really don't have anything to say. Maybe their cat has more to say than they do, you know. But um, you want to really target what you're doing so you don't waste your time. And if you overpost on Facebook, they'll lock you out and throw you in jail for a day. And I've done my time many times with that. So you want to space it out. And then, you, you know, there are all the different ones. There's another one. Has anybody heard of MeWe? MeWe is another social media platform that I got drawn into. I'll show you very, very quickly. Um, it's not a bunch of ads, and it's not all the chaos that uh, Facebook has. You've been on that for a while, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, actually, one of the original podcaster guys uh, that I knew wanted to get on there. So um, this is MeWe. There's not a lot of crappy ads. Um, I've gotten some good responses here. There, there, there are all these different groups. If you want to, I don't like to do chats, um, but um, there's all these different groups. You can go in. You can create your own thing. You can join a group, um, and it's a lot more civil than Facebook. And there's a lot no, not more. There, there aren't ads. There's postings, and um, it's holding up pretty good. And again, there's all these different groups, you know, there's, there's Gnosticism and... How does it, how's it spelled? M-E-W-E. -E. Yeah, if you Google that, that will show up. You know, the, the, the passion for books and, and love, light, and consciousness and books, 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 right? And a lot of people, there are readers out there, in spite of it, sometimes it doesn't always seem that way when you're a writer with a bunch of other writers. But... Um, there's a lot of people out there who like to read and like to be involved and engaged, and so it's a whole other different type of auto, uh, audience. And some of the people are sick of Facebook and they moved over to here. And it's been, I, I was in, involved with some other ones a while back, but they didn't make it, they collapsed. But this one's been going pretty strong for a while. Um, so there's that. And when you do research, even outside of these specific social media sites and you research your topic, you'll find different groups that you may not think um, are viable, but they are. Yeah. Um, you said you, you make money selling your books on Facebook. Do you, do you ever run a Facebook ad? I don't. Um, yeah, some people do. For me, over, over my uh, jaded career, I've spent a lot of money, a lot of money on advertising. And it's never paid off. Well, I find the fa posting a Facebook ad for me is so confusing. I sometimes have been sure how much I've agreed to spend. Um, I've only done it a couple of times. I'll tell you something right now. I get more action out of a podcast that they asked me to be on as a guest mm -hmm. for book sales than anything I've ever spent for advertising. And anytime you get something that is like that, like like you know, we all know that. Newspapers are a dying breed. But I've had some great book reviews in some big newspapers. 
And that book review will sell way more than buying an ad or something like that. Because buying an ad, it's like I'm buying an ad, whereas when you get a review or something of that nature, it's somebody else, like I said earlier, it's somebody else saying how good your, your work is. Yeah, no, here, you, you have him, I've here. I've had good experience with Facebook ads. You have had and success? Ads. Yeah. So here, so, you speak of that, because I'm not a good person for that. Yeah, well, you can, because you can, you can set your own price, is the thing. Is it, and... I set it, but it seems to, I get bills that are over that. And, well, you get the... That is you, well, you have to go into that ad center and look and see... Um, it's, I think it's just you have to be really careful because there's a daily, you can set it so that it's a, a daily spend mm -hmm. or, um, you know, you set it for five days, you want to spend $50 over five days, Correct. something like that. I don't know how they Sometimes would... Sometimes you spend $50 a day when you do that. What, uh, I don't, I, see now I have my spend, matter of fact I've had problems where I have, I'm like well why didn't this ad run? It's because I have my total budget set for 250. So uh, I can't, if I've reached that $250 over the course of like three, three um, over the course of uh, six months or something, because if I'm advertising for clients, then I might, you know, I have to go in and reset it. So you can actually set it so that your total spend budget is only fifty dollars. What you're saying all makes sense. So I need to go back and see what it is that I'm just doing incorrectly. Because yeah, because you can get a lot of traction. I've mainly used it for um, the ninety-nine cent deals. I've done um, uh, the year uh, after I released my book. I did a, an anniversary um, five days ninety-nine cent ebook deal. And that was really great because then I got to be, you know, number 25 in humorous fiction. And um, it, it, it does, uh, uh, I found success with Facebook ads. I think I have too, but I'm just not sure that I'm doing it really. <laughs> and there are, there are a lot of uh, YouTube videos and um, yeah. that, you, that you can, and lots of research that you can do on that, um, like I said, YouTube is, is great for that, to just search for how to run ads on Facebook, and there's, I'm sure there's plenty of videos um, yeah. about that. There's also Amazon ads, if yeah. your book is on Amazon, and those are, uh, those, they're good, and they're also very complicated. <laughs> but there are, uh, you know, like Brian Cohen, he does uh, a whole, a lots of free information out there on how to do uh, Amazon ads. So I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, but I just want to touch upon this. Has anybody heard of SEO? Yep. <laughs> okay, so SEO is search engine optimization. And I've done a bit of it on my website, but a lot of this stuff is a rabbit hole and you can get, really get sucked down into it and you're not going to get any writing done. But I went through and I got, uh, I can't remember the name of the one, the one that I got on my site, but it's, thank you, Yoast. And I paid, you know, 200 bucks for a year. And plug some things in and it helps you to get better uh, exposure that way. For me, my exposure really comes from my fan base 
and when I do the radio and the TV shows, that's where I get the best action from. But um, I used to Google my novel, Land Without Evil, and I'd have to search like eight pages. Oh, there it is down on the bottom of page 27, right? And so I did some search engine observa opti optimization, SEO, with this Yoast program on, on my Mystic Inc. site. And now all I did, I went to Google and I typed in Land Without Evil, low, lowercase, and hit search. First thing that comes up, you can see it up there or not, the first thing that comes up is Amazon. First two things are Amazon, there's my videos. Over to the right, there's the whole novel. Did you like it? There's the synopsis of it. All just by typing in Land Without Evil in Google, in lowercase. And there's my book, top, top of the world, right? And that was through SEO. But another warning, you can fall down the rabbit hole, you can get caught up. And one of the things I personally, just me, I don't like about SEO is you gotta write it a certain way to have the keywords in the right place and blah, blah, blah. And to me, I'm like, I'm an organic writer. I wanna, just, I wanna write my stuff, you know? But it'll tell you how good it's doing and all that. But I just wanna bring it up. It's another way to, to get some, some exposure in a good way. You can spend the rest of your life doing all this stuff, but you'll never get any writing done. So that's one of the reasons, uh, not that you fall into this category, but one of the reasons I work with Lisa because she takes care of the nitty gritty for me. And then I can do the content stuff. And when I do it in the right way and you hit with the timing of it, you get results. Because in the end, you wanna sell books. That's, that's the, the, end, the end game. The, the Rome that all paths are supposed to lead to. So that helps. Almost everything I showed you pretty much doesn't cost anything except hard work. And some of the learning curves are horrendous. But Even that Yoast is free. He paid $200 for, for the bigger, you know, the pro version of Yoast. But uh, you can in, install that on uh, your website and um, for free, and it'll give you tips on, you know, if, it'll even uh, look at your um, blog post and see uh, if you have three consecutive sentences that are start with the same word. And they'll say, oh, you want to correct that. And they'll say, oh, well, make your title of your blog post shorter if you want it to, to get picked up more. Uh, and a lot, or you need more internal links and you need more external links. And, and that's a lot of what Matt's been talking about is you want to link to other people and you want them to link to you. So that's, uh, that's one of the big takeaways here. Um, I wonder whether there's anything you would recommend. There, the City College does have, I learned some stuff through City College and there's, um, you know, wherever you live, there's community colleges, there's adult ed. And also, the other thing that you might not know is the public library, um, especially if you don't want to go to a class, the public library, you can get free stuff from the, well, I guess it's LinkedIn Learning now, but it used to be lynda.com, if you remember that. They have videos, uh, you could do, uh, they probably have um, a course on, WordPress or Squarespace or Wix or, or web design in general. They probably have courses like that on LinkedIn Learning, which is based in Carpinteria. And through the public library, you can get your uh, 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 free subscription. 
that's what I do too, is I actually, what I like doing is not doing it all for the client, but I teach my clients how to do it for themselves. Yeah, and I do too, I can do that as well. She does too. Okay. Yeah, she, she does too, and, and don't forget, I have solved some really horrendous problems simply by going to YouTube. YouTube's got some nice instructional videos. Um, I've been like pulling my hair out and, you know, ready to come at Harry Carey. And then I go on YouTube and there it is. Oh God, you know, and then and they're showing you screenshots and walking you all through it. You can actually go to ChatGPT too and say, give me 10 of the best videos to train myself on SEO. And yeah. You, you, it's, you have to balance promotion and writing. And I'd just rather be writing. I'm just, I, what, what I'm saying is that, um, you know, there's, <laughs> there's forests and there's trees. Yeah, that's right. And there's leaves. And I feel like I just got buried in leaves. <laughs> well, and I, I want to learn how to understand the structure because. Yeah. And you, you know, you want to specialize in spruce trees or maybe maple trees or, or birch trees or, you know, th that's what I was saying about targeting your audience and, and keeping your focus where your writing interests are going to get people that respond to it. And again, I'm the worst example of all because I write freaking everything. <laughs> so I'm all over the map. And um, it's wonderful, but it's also a bigger challenge. No, I want to write. What I'm dealing with is um, specialized, so I have to. Well, it's yeah. where it's like, you know, I know that it's like, um, you know, I know B actually asked me, she says, uh, she said, well, can't I get you just to post the content for me? Can I just send you content? And I have done that in the past. I have done that for people where they'll send me, here's a photo and a caption. I post it to their all their social media accounts, and that is one way that people can do it. Um, but what I prefer to do, and this is what Rachel is saying too, is she prefers to uh, work with the person to coach them and help them figure out how they can handle it and do it themselves. And as that too, but, um, and then, you know, there are some people who are like, you know what, I have a, a, a kid or a grandkid who will do this for me, and that's good to get started, um, and maybe that's all you need. But, um, but if you want somebody to help you through things and answer questions, um, then, you know, you can, um, contact and enlist the help of a coach like myself or like Rachel or um, you probably have some questions you can answer about a lot of stuff so yeah. Yeah. I get asked a lot and people are always looking for free stuff so uh, for me personally and I edit and critique and all that and I, I do everything I do the I, all the books other than my first three all the books that I have and you'll see them down there in the bookstore I did the writing, the editing, the layout, the cover art, the design, the promotion, the, I did it all. And I had somebody contact me fairly recently and they said to me, wow, you have a really great crew working for you. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. I'll, I'll make sure I let them all know that, you know. 
They're doing a good job. Because promotion, in a way, with all the stuff that's going on and e-publishing and all that, in some respects it's a nightmare because everybody and their mother's out there. But if you don't put it out there, nobody's going to know you're there. That's the real thing. So you need to find out where do you fit in and what is it? Is it, is it, is it the memoir? Is it historical? Are you writing romances? Those are where you need to focus your energy. In the beginning, I was just like, you know, throwing spaghetti to see what sticks and all that. And then and I got further along and more refined and figured out more what I was doing. I realized that you don't want to waste all that time and energy. Um, they'll think you're an idiot for one thing, and in some respects you are. But you want to focus on where your audience is. Because if you get some really good people and you get some dedicated, loyal fans, then they start talking to each other. It builds. And it really is one person, one book at a time, one podcast at a time. And you can always say on the podcast, oh yeah, well here's this thing, blah, 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 blah. If you really want to know a lot about it, you got to read this book, blah, blah, blah. And you tell them. But when you start getting, it's a weird thing. I have queried some podcasts and they put me on because I've got a lot of work and a lot of years in teaching and I'll throw the Santa Barbara Writers Conference out there in a heartbeat. Yeah, I've been with them for 35 years. You know, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, I teach this workshop, blah, 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 right? That's cool. But it's always, always, always better when they come to you. So in the beginning, you gotta knock on doors, but after a while when they start to open and then other people start to discover you, they start coming to you and they start knocking on your door and that means they want you. And they want you because they think that you have something to say that their audience wants to hear. So you, you're really looking to fill a need. That's why I also stress a lot of the stuff I do here is freebie stuff. You can listen to all, I can go on all day about shamanism and, and psychedelics and visionary experience in the jungle. I got a gazillion podcasts. You can listen to all of them. I tell people that. You want to really know, you should read my book. That's just coming from my book. But it's there if you want it. So then people don't feel pressured. They have the option to, to pick what they want and dial in the way that they want. And it's much better when you have somebody asking you and they're excited to hear about you. And oh man, you're a really good guest, you know? And you start getting nice comments because then other people read it and go, well, that was pretty good. Will you be on my podcast? Sure, right? And then it goes. But again, it's not easy. And again, it's a necessary evil. And that's why I'm always stressing that whatever you can do and whatever you can do for free and all these things I showed you, and there's tons more. I'm just showing you the ones that I've been working with. That they're out there and all it takes is some hard work. And there's nothing more gratifying than a book sale or a good review, or both, right? Or some guy contacting you, man, I heard you on the Psychedelic Salon podcast. You are so good, man, would you be on mine? Hell yes, right? They're coming to you. And that's what you want to do. You want to, you want to lure them in, as they say, with the honey pot, right? All the goodies are here. You want to find it, and you want to go more in debt. And it's another reason, also, that the audiobooks. So far this month, my audiobooks are outselling my other books. And people, a lot of people, they they like to listen to them on the way to work. Some people like to listen to them while they work. And again, the younger people just aren't reading these days, so they like the audiobooks. So, um, with this whole multiple ways of electronic format, um, you have, there's a lot more doorways, there's a lot more openings, and of course there's a lot more competition.
But that is the state of publishing in the 21st century. Publishing is no longer, you have the big three in New York, but they're just a shadow of what they used to be because so many people, and, and things happen, and there's always hope. There was that movie, The Martian, that Matt Damon was in. That was a self-published book. And there are other ones that have broken out. So one of the things I love about this is you just never know. You never know. My Land Without Evil was out for 12 years. And then I got approached to have it turned into an amazing stage show. And I got a whole second life. And we had, you know, aerialists and feathers and costumes and music. And, and uh, we sold out the opening night and the two closing nights. We did eight shows in Austin, Texas. And then this sounds funny, but they did a show about, PBS did a show about the making of the show. So the show about the making of the show got an Emmy nomination, right? Um, but what, Land Without Evil, what's that? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna Google it. Oh, let's Google Land Without Evil. Bang, right? Sales or attention. And uh, it goes on like that and it goes on endlessly. And when you do a podcast or a radio show and you get the recording of it and you post it, it gets passed on. Sometimes I'll say something about five years ago. Oh my God, that was a great podcast. Oh, okay, right, it's five years ago. Right? They're gonna buy the book. So it, it's ongoing. You don't toot your horn, nobody else is gonna do it for you. And I can't tell you how much money I've wasted on publicists. That's a whole other horror story. I will not kill you with that one. But um, if you're savvy and you're in the mix and you're thinking through and you realize, you know, like Lisa gets into the nitty gritty and, and Rachel gets into the nitty gritty and you know how things work, then you can start working it to your advantage. Because you can sit there all day in front of your screen and screw around on your keyboard, and then when you start seeing deposits coming into your checking account, you're like, oh, I guess I'm doing something right, right? And it's, and it's about the love. Bradbury always used to say, the hell with Hollywood, and the hell with the this and the public, right for the love of it, right? I just love hearing that. Every year he would say that, right? So that, that's, that's really the bottom line. Uh, how are we doing here? We got about 20 more minutes. You got any more to add? Or? Well, I'll keep that More questions? Well, I don't want to rip you off. You want me to discuss anything specific? You want an in-depth tour of my website? You want to see all my books? <laughs> They're all downstairs. Um, Mine's downstairs, too. Hers is downstairs, too. And Whiskey and old stogies. She has a goodie grab bag. Matt, Matt Palomari.com and mysticinkpublishing.com. And like I showed you guys earlier, if you come to my website and there's a contact page, and if you fill it out, it'll email me if you want to say hi and touch bases. And I'm on Flakebook. Um, I haven't hit the friend limit yet, but I'm up over 4,000. Um, and I get requests all the time now, especially if a podcast has done really well. So uh, anybody can do a podcast. I did a TV show from my freaking bedroom. Um, it was up on uh, Roku, 
spiritually raw radio or talk show, no, television. Um, the more places you can be heard, the more people are going to hear you, the more it's going to happen. So I think that's it. I mean, 